Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash butthole. And if you love our Reddit story, why not consider hitting that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, and let's jump straight in to today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, our first story comes from non-Tuesday Wednesday 3099, titled, Am I the Arsehole for Demanding My Sister's Husband to Pay for My Girlfriend's Dress That He Ruined at His Wedding? My 23 male sister, female 26, recently got married to one of those it's just a prank bro guys. The guy is hysterical. He laughs at any and everything that he lays eyes on. He jokes, teases, makes fun and pulls very, very nasty and cruel pranks all the time. It's like he has no filter. Some said he's mentally ill, especially after he started telling jokes at his own father's funeral and almost caused my sister to get injured from his count the stairs prank. Me and the family got our share of his ridiculous pranking campaign. We've had enough, but to him, it's not enough apparently. The kids love him and say he's fun, so that's one positive thing about him. The wedding was days ago. Once he learned I was bringing my girlfriend, who he teased and pranked a couple of times, he started making comments about pulling some funny pranks at the wedding. I told him I won't react well and he can do with this info what he wants. He just laughed me off ha 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 type of laugh then i didn't see him till the wedding after the ceremony and while the guests were eating he saw me and my girlfriend standing talking to several guests and mutual friends and he approached us with a glass of milk in his hand no idea why he had it and kept commenting on me and my girlfriend he invited me to propose to her right then so the memory of my proposal will always be overshadowed by his wedding then said relax just a joke bro then laughed My girlfriend was standing next to me in a $320 dress when my brother-in-law pointed to the left and shouted, look, there's a dog over there. Me and my girlfriend looked to the left and the next thing I knew, he threw milk from his glass on her dress. It was a blue dress. My girlfriend was so shocked, she froze. He started laughing saying, gotcha. I was stunned. Then I asked, the hell he did that for? I lashed out at him as my girlfriend rushed to clean up and I called him obnoxious and mean because he shouldn't have done that. He said he was just messing with us and my girlfriend should feel lucky for being served milk at a wedding. But my girlfriend was being too uptight and couldn't take a joke. She left looking angry and didn't respond to my calls. I was livid. After my argument with my brother-in-law, I left. The next day, I called him and my sister about what happened and told them I'm expecting him to pay $320 for the dress he ruined. He threw a fit saying it was just a prank and my sister said milk doesn't ruin a dress and said an apology should do it. But I said no and demanded he pay $320 after humiliating and getting my girlfriend wet and messy. My sister argued saying I'm being overprotective of my girlfriend, but I hung up telling them they had till Friday. Am I the asshole? ETA, my girlfriend doesn't work. Her parents paid for a dress, so they're equally upset as her, if not more. 
My sister said my girlfriend and her parents shouldn't be spending that much on a dress as they can't handle the possibility of it being ruined by any chance. ETA 2, my girlfriend is 20 years old. I offered to get the dress clean, but she said she no longer wants it due to the bad memory attached to it since she wore it for the first time that day. She suffers from anxiety and depression, so I get why she no longer feels comfortable keeping it. Now let's face it, immediately this is going to be a not the arsehole. But I do wonder what, what the sister sees in this man who, who's doing this kind of stuff to people. And it seems like it on a constant basis went straight up to you. Mentioned about you proposing and then went on to throw the milk. Which, that's not even a prank, is it? Like throwing a glass of milk on someone. How is that a prank? That's just, that's just toxic behavior. Imagine if you just went up to him with a glass of whatever. Just chucked it over him randomly. I'm sure he would... I'm sure he wouldn't see that as just a prank and laugh it off, would he? Because it's not a prank in the slightest. It's just bullying behavior in my opinion. But Coda Joe one says, not the asshole. Visit him regularly and perform a costly prank as his expense each time until he relents. Pays for the dress and begs you to stop ruining his stuff. It will be hilarious. Oops, I dumped a beer on your PS5. Gotcha. Miss Ellery replies to that saying, a prank war with this kind of arsehole will never work because his pranks are just malicious events. This is the kind of guy who won't think anything of pouring sugar in a gas tank and slashing tires. Trying to keep up with him will just cost OP too much, mentally, emotionally, and financially. Better for OP to let sister know he'll be there when she needs help to escape the marriage and then go low contact slash no contact. Not quite the same quote, but it always reminds me of um, you never argue with like stupid people or something because they just drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. It was something like that anyway. And administration, this says not the asshole. Throwing milk on someone isn't a prank. Brother-in-law is just an asshole who gets off on upsetting people and humiliating them. Stand firm. If you marry anyone ever, I would strongly consider not inviting your wife and brother-in-law. Coffee Bean says not the asshole. Formal dresses cannot just be washed. I'd ask for payment for a drive clean to see if it works. The bigger issue is brother-in-law running around doing ignorant things like this. Super rude and inconsiderate and destructive. Animal Lime says, not the asshole. This guy is obnoxiously toxic. Get your receipts in order. If he doesn't pay for a replacement, send him to small claims. I have no idea why everyone puts up with this guy's behavior, but he needs to start taking responsibility for his terror. These are not pranks. I'd also recommend going low contact slash no contact after this. And one more from Lee Allen 3 who says totally not the asshole, but I'm missing why this is a prank. It sounds like he just threw a glass of milk at your girlfriend for no reason. And that's what I was saying. These are pranks. He's just being an ass for the sake of it. Anyway, what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next one. And our next story comes from a throwaway account titled, Am I the asshole for forcing my daughter to go to a party? I, female 44, have three girls who are called May 21, Jessica 19, and Diana 16. Of course, I'm biased, but all three of them are genuinely beautiful and charming. However, Diana isn't as social as her two big sisters. It's the classical teenage sitcom differences. May and Jessica were social butterflies in high school. They had lots of friends and were very well known. Diana, on the other hand, had the same five-person group of friends since middle school and had spent most of their time playing video games, particularly League of Legends and Smash Bros. Sometimes they stream. In general, they are more on the geek side. Like I said, a very cliché difference. Diana has had bad luck and thanks to lockdown, she hasn't had the full-on high school experience her sisters had, but she doesn't seem as affected as one would think. 
On one hand, it makes sense. Despite the worst part of lockdown last year, she pretty much played with her friends online quite often, so I'm guessing she didn't feel as isolated as her sisters during this time, but still, it concerns me a little. Teenage years are a lot about being social and adventurous, and even without this global situation, she chooses to stay indoors. Anyway, the problem is that Diana's high school is planning a Halloween dance this month since last year it was canceled. I imagine she'd be excited for her first dance, but she just isn't. And yesterday she told us that the day of the dance, Friday 29th, she and her friends planned to participate in a local League of Legends tournament. This made me angry. She literally has all the time in the world for video games, but a limited amount of high school events and she's just ditching them for irrelevant video game tournaments. I usually try to be supportive of her hobbies, but this crossed the line and I told her she couldn't go to the tournament and if she didn't go to the dance, then she won't go out that day nor play video games for the weekend. And an argument started. She said she just preferred other activities, but I stand firm in my punishment if she at least doesn't give it a chance. Like I said, my girl is as beautiful as her sisters. I'm sure she wouldn't have a difficult time making friends. She doesn't have anything to be insecure about. When May and Jessica had this dance, they start prepping in September, trying new styles, finding the best costumes, all of that. I would drive them around and help them in any way possible to prepare. I wouldn't call it tradition, but it's a moment that's also important for me to have with my daughter. After the argument, my husband told me I was being an asshole, and if she didn't want to go, that was on her. But what if she regrets not going when she's older? She can always play video games, but time won't stop and she won't be in high school for much longer. Still, my husband is rarely this upfront, so I wanted to know, am I the asshole? As someone myself who was very much, and I think like the daughter in this story growing up, yes, you're the asshole. You said she's got friends. She's just got a very tight-knit group of five friends that she that she hangs around with. And what's wrong with that? Why does she have to go out and, and, and talk to everyone and go to Halloween events and all this kind of thing if she doesn't want to? Everyone is different. And basically, stop trying to make her someone who she isn't. And instead of putting down her hobbies and saying they're irrelevant, why not try to get involved and understand what she's doing and try to be a part of it, then bring her down? She is her own person. Let her be her own person. Yes, you're the arsehole. But Erwin Torrent says, you're the arsehole. And then says, my daughter isn't performing the stereotype of femininity, so I am punishing her. Fixed it for you. Apologize to your daughter and offer to help out with attending the LOL tournament. Your daughter is awesome and I hope her team wins. Golden Nebula says, you're the arsehole. Diana is her own person. She doesn't have to be like May and Jessica. Stop acting like she needs to be. She's old enough to decide if she wants to go to a dance or not. Plenty of kids don't go to high school dances and it never crosses their mind again. Embrace who Diana is and stop trying to put her on the same cloth as May and Jessica. Marswater5 says you're the arsehole. Did it ever cross your mind that May and Jessica's excitement and dance costume prep is the same feeling Diana gets when she prepares to be social and participate in a tournament with her friends? She's still being social. She's still participating in events. She has close friends and will retain them likely for a long time. Leave her be and stop trying to make her like yourself and her sisters. Rainbow Riding Hood says you're the asshole. You said so yourself. Sending her to the dance is a punishment. A punishment for having a close group of friends and doing what she loves. You're a huge asshole, and I feel sorry for Diana for having a pushy mother like you. 
And one more from Texas Forever361 who says, You're the asshole. My mum also got frustrated when I didn't want to participate in social things, but what it really did was make me feel like there was something wrong with me all the time. You are pretty much telling your daughter that you do not like her the way she is. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And our next three comes from Addictions titled am i the asshole for fighting my ex on changing our custody agreement i 28 male have been a single dad to two kids six male and four female for the last two years my ex-girlfriend kate 27 female is the mother of my children but has not been present in their lives for the last two years she spent the last two years in either jail or rehab due to a drug addiction heroin When Kate and I started dating, I knew she used, but I was young and dumb and in love and didn't use my best judgment. She got pregnant young and to her credit, she stopped using completely and was a doting, loving mother. After she got pregnant with our second, we got engaged and were planning a wedding for a year after the birth. But after the birth of our daughter, everything changed. For the first six months or so, things were good and we were a happy family. But then Kate started going out with old friends, telling me she felt like she was losing who she was and needed to realize that she was also an independent person and not just a mother. I agreed that she needed to socialize and have a life outside of our family, but I was wary about the people she was hanging around with and expressed my concern to her. She assured me that she had put that part of her life behind her and she just wanted to be around friends again. Well, Kate started using again and got herself put in jail. She got out and went to rehab, but relapsed shortly after and went to jail again, this time for 12 months. During that time, I broke off our engagement and petitioned the court for full custody of our kids and it was granted. We moved a couple of towns away to get a fresh start and my kids are now thriving in their new schools and I have a better paying job. Now, Kate is out of jail and is living in a halfway house. She's working on getting an apartment and has told me she wants to be a part of her kids' lives again and mentioned she wants partial custody. She said she was hoping to avoid too much drama in the courts and asked for my support on it. I told her I would fight her tooth and nail to keep full custody until she can prove to me that she isn't going to mess up again. I told her I will allow her to see the kids under my supervision on my terms until the court tells me otherwise. She gave me a sob story about how much she's changed and she would never jeopardize a relationship with her kids again. But I told her all that talk doesn't mean a thing to me because I have zero trust in her. She called me an asshole for depriving her of a relationship with her kids and I told her she did that to herself. 
She said I can't permanently blame her for the mistakes she made in the past and I told her that she has a long road to gain back enough of my trust for me to even consider supporting partial custody and that until the court tells me otherwise, I'm fighting for full custody. I'm getting a lot of grief from her family and even my family about it. They all think I should give her a chance since she's their mother. As if that somehow erases the fact that she'd been gone for two years. Now, I think this one's a pretty simple one to me, although there's lots of complex stuff going on. And I think, you know, it's all about protecting the kids and that's all there is to it. So you're definitely not the asshole in this. You haven't said you're going to keep the kids away from her forever. You, you've offered supervised visits and you said she just needs to prove her worth now that she's totally off it. And then you may reconsider things. And that's the way it felt to me in that story anyway. So 100% not the asshole for looking after the kids' best interest in this. But Soul Guy says not the arsehole, absolutely do not relent. She's an addict and I would need to see years of being clean before I'd ever consider partial custody. She should recognize that this isn't about her, it's about the well-being of the kids. Maybe that will finally motivate her to get clean. Accomplished Sugar says not the arsehole, addicts are the masters of manipulation and there's no way to know if she's truly doing better without the intervention of the court. I come from a household where my addict mother had majority custody of me and all it did was cause severe trauma that I had to receive intense therapy for. Unfortunately, back then it was really uncommon for dads to get custody and I think we just had shitty caseworkers who never believed what I was saying. Your children are lucky that you have them and you should never put them at risk. There's probably a reason she doesn't want to get the courts involved. Until then, our best you can have is supervised visits with her if you're comfortable with that. Make sure you're always present and that there is a solid time frame set up with no budget on her staying longer. Good luck, OP. Please go to family court with this. Engineering Dry says not the arsehole. You are protecting your kids. Why anyone thinks an addict is able to be a responsible parent fresh out of rehab is bonkers. The sad truth is that heroin addicts usually relapse. She needs a year or two of sobriety under her belt before she should be allowed in her kids' lives. And even then, it would start with supervised visitation. Recovery is hard. The first couple of years is a shit show. ETA, I say this from experience. My ex is an addict and what I learned from the recovery community is that relapse is common slash the norm. People are a hot mess for the first couple of years and it's a lifetime of working the program. My ex doesn't say sober, but I've got close friends who have maintained sobriety for 20 plus years and they are more cynical than I am about the newly sober staying clean. Grand Lethal says not the asshole. She's still talking about her wants and not the children's needs. And one more from Obadicta who says, not the asshole. you are protecting your kids. You're willing to let her be a part of their lives if she can show she's stable and good enough place to do so. But you're not willing to put your kids at risk if she's not there yet. Now, let me know your thoughts on this one and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Electric Fly 8244 title, Am I the asshole for offering to let my sister, 32 female, borrow a necklace I, 34 female, inherited from our grandmother for her wedding, rather than just giving it to her? My younger sister is finally getting married after many COVID-related delays in a minimony that involves about nine people, including the officiant and photographer. They're planning on having a much larger wedding in a couple of years when international travel is easier. When she texted me the aesthetic she was going for a few weeks ago, I realized a very beautiful, expensive necklace I inherited from my grandma would go great with our dress, so I offered to let her wear it. My exact phrase was, you could wear it if you wanted. She was excited about the idea and she said she'd try it on and see. Fast forward today when she's visiting my place, I got out the necklace and showed it to her and I again commented how lovely it was and how I was obsessed with it. 
She agreed and asked if I didn't want to eventually wear it at my wedding then. I shrugged and said I still could and it didn't bother me that she'd wear it first. She got really angry then and said if she wore it at her wedding, the necklace would then be hers. I have to admit, I was really taken back and didn't know what to say. I think I said something like, oh, I thought you were just borrowing it. And she told me that it was insane. I'd tell her she could wear the necklace at her wedding and not give it her to keep. I genuinely don't know what to do. I adore the necklace and was looking forward to owning it and wearing it for years to come. But was it a faux pas to let her wear it without giving it to her? I want her to be happy on her big day, but this is literally the only necklace I have from my grandma. Am I the asshole Reddit? Of course you're not the asshole. And I think after that comment, I would go as far as just not letting her wear the necklace at all because there is that risk that you may not see it again. We've seen many, many stories in the past where someone's, there's been this sort of scenario and they lent it them anyway and then suddenly, oh, it's disappeared. It must have been mislaid or got lost or something. And oh dear, you can't get it back ever again. So I don't think I'd be given a hand in it over, but you're absolutely not the asshole. The entitlement of this one is amazing. But Stormy says, not the asshole. Something borrowed is literally part of the tradition. Dezavel says, not the asshole. Be firm about this. You will look back as you prep for your wedding day and remember when you wish you had stood your ground. It's yours. Don't let something obviously so precious to you be guilted out of your hands. Level 1 says your sister is delusional and ridiculous. Not the asshole, but you definitely should rescind the offer. You're never going to get it back if you lend it to her now. Status Pattern says not the asshole. You didn't offer for her to keep it. Something borrowed is part of the wedding tradition, and yes, that includes jewelry, unlike what she is telling you. It seems she's trying to guilt you and manipulate you into permanently giving her a necklace. She knows what she is doing. At this point, I say sorry for the miscommunication, but it's not up for keeps and she'll have to find something else. Do not lend her it. You won't ever get it back. And one more from All Out of Fs who says not the asshole and take back the offer. I don't understand how she figures it would be hers, but if you let her borrow it, you will never get it back. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Should she still lend the necklace? Is there a risk she will lose it? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next one. And our next story is from Love My Car 66, titled, Am I the Arsehole for Running Outside on the Roof in My Pajama Shirt and Yelling When Someone Was Trying to Steal My Car at 2am? My boyfriend was embarrassed. I was sleeping in the bed with my boyfriend and I heard a weird noise outside that woke me up. I looked out the window next to the bed and saw a guy messing with my car door and window. It was a little past 2am and it looked like he was trying to rob it. I immediately grabbed some of my heavy shit from the shelves and climbed out the window. Outside the second floor window is a section of roof which covers the porch and is flat enough to stand on. I yelled at the top of my lungs, Someone's stealing cars down here! James! Richard! Paul! Mitchell! Come out here fast! He's stealing cars, y'all! The names I was saying were male neighbors on either side and across the street. He lives in an urban residential area, so their places are super close and in earshot. The guy started running from my car, so I started yelling, Paul, Paul, he's outside your house. Now James, he's in your yard now, near your kid's shit in the corner. At that point, a bunch of the neighbors came running out and my boyfriend was also in the window asking me what the hell was going on. I ignored my boyfriend for the moment to call out to James. James, man, I think he's in the trees out past your place. A few of the men went out looking that way and didn't see anyone nearby. So they came to ask me what was up and I said I'd come downstairs to talk so I wasn't yelling from the roof. I came back in the window and my boyfriend was saying something about my outfit. I didn't realize but I was just in a hugely overly large t-shirt that I wear to bed and underwear. 
I put on pants before I went downstairs and he came with me. I told the neighbors I woke up to a noise and saw someone trying to jack my car, so I called for help. They and we looked around and figured he was scared off, so everyone went back in to go back to bed. My boyfriend was upset with me for waking up the whole neighborhood and yelling for everyone to come out. Looking like a crazy person on the roof, barefoot in a t-shirt and no pants. I was upset because I feel like having a car stole is way worse than making a bit of noise at night and being seen in my PJs. He said that he didn't think my car was going to be stole. Maybe he was just checking locks and seeing if stuff inside could be stole. I said I didn't know, plus my car doesn't have shit in it, so why try to break into that instead of the neighbors with more shit in their cars? Anyway, he said he didn't like how crazy and disproportionately I acted, and he's afraid I'll do more embarrassing things like that if we move in together, which we were thinking about. Right now, we have separate places, but I spend most nights sleeping at his to the point where we almost see the place as ours. Am I the arsehole for waking up the neighbors at 2 a.m. in my sleep clothes about a car thief? My boyfriend is embarrassed by my overreaction. Hell no, you're not the arsehole. Not only did you save your car from getting stolen, you also helped the community by scaring off a thief that was in a neighborhood and hopefully they won't come back in the future. If one of my neighbor's cars were being were being broken into, I would hope my neighbor would maybe shout for help as well and I'd be down there in a flash. And we're not the most close-knit neighbors around here. We don't talk to them very much, but you know, I'd still... For the community's benefit, you have to stick together, don't you really? And the boyfriend coming back with, maybe he was just checking the locks if stuff stuff inside could be stolen. Who gives a shit what he's doing around your cars? He deserves to be shouted up for it. He's on your property, messing with your shit. Get him out of there. But Aquaregia says not the arsehole. Apparently your boyfriend would rather you got robbed than you show more balls than him. White Clover says not the arsehole. You didn't overreact. Would he have bought you a new car? Illustrator News says not the asshole, but you've learned a valuable lesson there. Your personal safety is worth less than its perceived social image. Do with that information as you will. Disney Girl says your boyfriend not only doesn't have a clue, but he doesn't have a spine. Good for you for being proactive and not allowing someone to steal your car. That was great thinking to yell out the neighbor's names. A t-shirt and underwear covers far more than a bathing suit, so this isn't an issue at all, especially in an emergency. Tell your boyfriend that you have no intention of moving in with someone who would rather your car got stolen than do something about it. Not the arsehole. Quantum Pussy said, not the arsehole. I can see why you didn't bother waking your boyfriend up for help. Absolutely. Special Response says, not the arsehole. Your boyfriend is the one who is overreacting. It was the middle of the night. What was you supposed to be wearing? A business suit? Your actions stopped the thief from stealing your car and likely scared them off from the area. Even if they are just after items inside the car, they probably would have gone to multiple cars had you not caught them. Personally, I think the more people who are alerted and can see and slash catch the thief, the better. Now, what do you guys make of this one? It's gotta be a not the arsehole again, surely. Let me know your thoughts, verdicts, and comments down in the description below if you choose to share them. As always, would love to hear them. And a huge thank you for spending 20 to 30 minutes with me today, getting involved with the channel. It just blows my mind. You crazy, lovely, cheeky people get involved with the channel so much, and I am just so very thankful. Thank you so much, and I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. I got food up in the fridge. Y'all keep looking for that new way. I think I like it how it is. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 